Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I feel like I always say that, but I need to I need to thank you for being here for me. Alright? Why? Because you're about to dedicate an hour and a half, hopefully, at least you're about to dedicate an hour and a half to listening to myself and today my guest Jim Logren speak for an hour and a half. But before we get into the podcast and what it's all about, we gotta go over some things. First off, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. Go check it out. That's where you can send the links, follow everything. YouTube is, uh, I'm s- figuring out YouTube now. It's it's Some of them are live. Some of them are not live. Uh, some of the audio and video are messed up, but I'm still learning. Uh, I'm, I'm making a major push into that. Obviously, the website's been redone by now. Um, and we're crushing episodes here. I'm super excited about it. Uh so brutallyhonestpodcast.com if you want to follow the brutally honest podcast instagram simply brutally honest podcast my personal stuff is harrison underscore baron and if you really enjoy the show you want to support it and i'm going to plug it at the end too but you can go on patreon patreon.com p-a-t-r-p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash brutally honest podcast you can do a monetary uh I, I, it's, I say donation, but it's not really a donation. It's a way for you to support the podcast, to keep it going. It allows me to have things to entertain guests and um, upgrade the equipment and all that kind of stuff. So if you really like it and you want to take some time out, definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Uh, and that is pretty much it. That's all I really got to tell you guys other than show sponsors. So I'm going to bang us out in the next two and a half minutes right now. Um, so if you are looking for a headshot and or you're having a party or you have a company and you're looking for a photographer you are about to go to elisemargolin.zenfolio.com again that's elisemargolin e-l-i-s-e-m-a-r-g-o-l-i-n dot zenfolio.com and you're going to go there and you are going to look at her pictures and you're going to go you're going to call her and you're going to send her a message and you're going to say, "Hey, I want you to come take photos of everything that I have." And she's going to say, "Yes." Because that's what they do. She's an award-winning photographer. Uh she takes the most amazing headshots, business shots, landscape shots. Um She's actually been a previous guest of mine, so if you want to go check that out as well after the show. Go check her out elisemargolin.zenfolio.com. And our second sponsor of the day is Agile Dragon Consulting. So I say this all the time, guys. If you're looking to make your, do- your, your, data, your data more efficient for your business, go visit them. Agile Dragon Consulting. A-G-I-L-E-D-R-A-G-O-N-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. So if you don't know what Agile is, Agile is a form of uh, project management where you are constantly adjusting every week or two depending on the parameters that you set to help reach your targets and also as time goes on your your values change and your goals change and to consistently work on reaching those goals as opposed to saying it's kind of like saying hey i want a skyscraper here but we know it's going to take two to three years to build well we want to have it be the most modern skyscraper so we're going to constantly adjust it the whole time to make sure it's the best version of itself possible they do that with your data and they help you make better business decisions, plan them, execute them, the whole nine. Go check them out. I'll dra- I can't even speak anymore. AgileDragonConsulting.com. And that's it, folks. Two sponsors. Simple and easy. If you guys want, 
tasty little snack. Actually, I'll throw a third one in here. Tasty little snack. Go check it out. Terranut, dot com and forward slash BHP. You can go on there, get a little... They, they press these delicious little uh, cylindrical things of tastiness, and they're super healthy, packed with vitamins and minerals. Go check them out. Terranut, T-E-R-R-A-N-U-T dot, dot, dot com forward slash BHP. And that's it, folks. Those are all my sponsors. My guest today is a previous Shark Tank. Actually, I just did that in less than five minutes. I'm pretty happy about that. But my guest today is a previous Shark Tank uh, guest. I don't know how you would actually put that. Uh, he's been on Shark Tank before. He's appeared in front of all the sharks. He's been on national TV. Um, and he has a very, very unique product. Uh all about synthetic ice. So if you don't know about synthetic ice right now, you're about to learn a whole lot about it and an amazing story. Honestly, it's very impressive. Um, I love hearing people's stories. That's why I have the show. I really do. Uh, I think you guys are going to be pretty wowed with this and he's just a great dude. Uh, super happy I got to have him on the show and I hope you guys really enjoy this one as much as I did because uh, lately I've really been real like and I'm not even saying this to say it. I really have been enjoying my podcast lately they've made me so unbelievably happy so without any further ado please welcome my friend jim lagren today Jim. Well you're quite welcome. How uh, how you doing today? Doing how's, great. How's your drive all the way out the, east? Well they're finally starting to break a little oh bit so you know God. not getting snowed in anymore so. I uh it was like because now that the, the the clocks have changed I had a moment yesterday where I want to say it was like four or five o'clock and the sun was completely out and I was like there is spring there's spring and it's <laughs> right around the corner i'm like yes thank god uh the, the thought is upon us yes yes thank yeah it's been too cold although yes we haven't had much snow not midwest cold midwest got it pretty bad midwest did get it oh, yeah. real bad Chicago, definitely uh iowa yeah definitely would be okay not living there that's yes. for sure um yeah, they got, what, negative 52 degrees or something like that in Chicago or something like that? Yeah, no need for synthetic ice in Iowa. No, no. <laughs> you guys could literally pour a cup of water on the ground, and by the time you put your skates on it, it will be frozen completely solid. That's correct. Um, I'm curious to know what the lowest temperature was in, like, Chicago or whatever. But it was pretty bad. I was there a little over a week ago, and I think when I left on Monday, it was, like, zero. So it was uh, it was brittle cold. That Yeah. It... I don't, I do not like being outside when it's ice cold. I don't, you know, everybody's like, well, it's just the cold. I'm like, I don't want to snowboard. I don't want to ski. I don't want to be outside. I don't, I just want to be left alone. There's no sun for me to soak in. I, there's nothing appealing to me about the cold. People are probably listening to me. About, like, so you're 25 with a 50 year old attitude. 26. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> 26. Uh, it sucks. So this is, this was my nightmare story um, of why I do not like the cold. I got hit in a car accident um, four years ago, and 
It was... I want to say it was like four. De- it was either four degrees or negative four degrees. I can't remember, but there's not that much of a spread in there, and wasn't a bad car accident. But still, you got to file a police report and the whole nine. So, and it was right here in Bayport. Super low speed collision. It was only like 30, 40 miles an hour. I was going straight. She turned in and hit my rear driver's side. So it was completely her fault. So your motor was still running and your heater was still running. Yes. Okay. But I had a. Uh, 2006 Scion XB and there wasn't exactly anywhere to fill out a police report in there and I had a giant pea coat on that was very warm and warm but not ideal for writing and I'm a big dude so like going in like this and it was the car had no real nice place to just fill out paperwork so I'm like all right I'll just go on the hood of the car it only takes a couple minutes to write a police report like literally two to five minutes you could probably bang out a police report I kid you not I had a pen in my hand and I could no longer push the pen against the paper because my my knuckles were stop would stop pressure from being applied to the pen your blood was freezing blood was yeah, blood was actually <laughs> freezing and i had to hand the police report to the officer like this with it clamped in between my hand my my palms because I, my motor function of my hands was no longer working correctly and i was only outside for no joke probably about 10 minutes so you left your fancy gloves at home, I guess. Yeah, I don't have. I no never, fancy. never, never a glove guy. So that was kind of my. Um, I never want to live in the ice cold anymore. And that was, you know, where I drew the line of that like, did it for you. Yeah, that was it. I was like, I'm more afraid of getting a, getting into a car accident in the ice cold than I am in the summer. Shit, in the summertime, if it's your fault and you want to hit me, that's cool. Totally fine. Flip flop weather, you can yeah, just hang out. You know, you know. Whatever. I got I got Take into another time. accident rear-ended on the LIE, and it was in like, what was it? It was in October. Beautiful day out in the morning. I, you know, I was going to my friend's seminar, but I'm like, eh, it's not that bad. Like, whatever. You know, she, I got out of the car, and she's like, don't be angry, don't be angry. Low impact. And I, no, was, she hit me like 50, 50 oh, miles was, an hour, and I was no, dead stop. Ooh. Yeah, she she. I had one me. of those on the Sacticos. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so we pulled over, whatever, and... Uh, I just sat up on the divider and just waited for the cop. And she's like, oh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. It's a little whiplash. Four. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in shorts. I'm in sneakers. I'm in a T-shirt with a hoodie on. It's really not a big deal. You know, and I feel fine. You know, I saw her coming, so I kind of braced for impact. But, uh, yeah, it was – I'm like, all right, that doesn't bother me. The cold, if you hit me when it's less than 30 degrees outside, I'm going to be very angry. Going to be a problem. Going to be a problem. All right. Same accident in the summertime. Whatever, buy me a beer afterwards. We're, we're fine. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I just there you I, go. Not a fan of the cold. No, but you might be a fan of the cold. I'm a fan of faux cold. Faux cold. <laughs> Please explain. I'm very interested in this. Well, actually, I make a living out of faux cold. But um, you know, no. Listen, I think as the, the older you get, uh, even now, you know, growing up in New York, the cold weather it, it's just after a while, it's just you had enough. Yep. Yep. You know, you're ready for the nice warm weather. Yes. It's too long, too. If it was a shorter period, you know, this year, knock on wood, and I'm going to knock quietly, I'm totally cool with it. It was the most mild winter I think we've had in the last, like, 10 years, as far as snowfall goes. Frostbite, yeah. Yeah. It was cold. We had a bunch of cold, super cold weeks, but, like, snow is like the cherry on top of me hating my life. Cold sucks. 
snow plus cold because then I don't want to wear boots every day or I got to go to a nice meeting and I don't want to wear, you know, dress boots, we'll call them, because they're not comfortable by or they're too hot when you get inside and your feet's a million degrees. So you wear like a nice pair of dress shoes or sneakers <laughs> and then the snow gets in and it melts and then your feet are wet for hours. And uh, yes, I am complaining, but a lot of detail, a lot of detail. Yes. But these are all things that people go through. Indeed. So yes. what, what bothers me most, I think, is the wind. Yeah. Even if there's no snow, uh, but if it's cold out and windy out, you know, we have pipes freeze, stuff like that. Pipes freeze, sucks the heat right out of you. Yeah, as soon as my, I'm near the water. So as soon as I get out the door, you know, you get it right away. It's not going to be fun. It's whipping. Yeah, yeah. No matter how close. No shelter over there. Exactly. You're exposed. So, you know, if you're 20 feet from the car, that's a long way, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Get to the car. Quick, kids, get to the car. Yes. Uh, I feel like auto start is an absolute necessity for where you live. Indeed. Yes. Uh, one thing that I was going to get this year, and I was like, hasn't been cold enough, and I haven't hated my life yet, but uh, if I do tough out another winter on Long auto Island. Auto start. Yo, yes. auto starts, absolutely. Even if I have it in my car for two months, that is well worth getting into a warm car and not hating my life. I think you're on the you're on spot there. I'll agree with that one, yeah. So, no, that's my my thing. But, uh, so, now that we've now that we've discussed cold. So, faux cold. Faux cold. Talk to me about it. Well, obviously, with the product, synthetic ice. Um, Please explain to people way. what you have. Uh, Polyglide synthetic ice is um, uh, synthetic ice sure. skating material. It's a, a polymer product that's uh, a high-density, high-molecular weight product that sure. you can ice skin on. And you can basically ice skin anywhere you want. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, do you remember our first conversation um, on the phone? I feel like I need to enlighten the the listeners on how we, how the weird twist of events happened. Oh, as far as our introduction. So our introduction came from a fraternity member. Correct. Uh, uh, my son. Yep, your son and a brother of my fraternity. But so I have a weird side of the story because I normally don't watch TV and never watch TV, and I was house sitting for somebody uh, a couple months prior to us speaking. And I'm clicking through the channels. I'm like, oh, Shark Tank. Interesting show. Uh, you know, there's always, it's got to keep me engaged. And it's either that or Mythbusters or, you know, Animal Planet or something like that, that I'll, that I'll watch because everything else on TV is nothing exciting. And I sit down and I'm watching Shark Tank. And I happen to, out of the two or three hours I spent out of the entire week watching TV, seeing your episode of Shark Tank. From the beginning to the end. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool product. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the outcome is. But I'm like, all right, you know what? It's it's stuck in your head. It's stuck in my head. And, you know, I think a lot of things like that stick in my head. But that one in particular stuck in my head because it was a very visual product. And you had already created it where you're not selling this idea. Because a lot of these people sell the idea or they have like a one-time use, you know, Right. A prototype. Help people understand the yeah. product. So I'm like, oh, this is really, really cool. So I'm going through and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not a skater. You know, I was back. I shouldn't say I was back in the day. I enjoyed recreational skating at best. But uh, it's a cold factor for me, mainly. And so then Brian made the introduction for us. And we're on the phone together. And he's telling me about his product and what he has. And he didn't say the name quite yet. And I'm like... Were you on Shark Tank? And he, Jim goes, yeah, I was. And I'm like, 
I think I watched your episode. So out of the three hours of TV that I watched over the course of an entire week while house sitting on a completely fluke need of one of my best friends, I watched that episode of Shark Tank, which in my opinion is like a perfect lineup of events. And the dude was on the phone. Yeah. Same dude. That was on Shark Tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, oh my God, I've seen your episode. And now I'm talking to Jim and my fingers are on fire searching YouTube to find the episode because I'm like, I know I've seen this before. Yes. And sure enough, I was right. And it's just, it's amazing how the universe works. It is. It's a small world. Very. Yes. So that is exactly how the two of us met, weirdly enough. That's right. And it was a great conversation and... uh you know, all in all, I got to say that was a great experience for me leading up to that, sure. going into Shark Tank. Um, I watched it on and off, kind sure. of like you probably sure. prior to that. But um, my daughter was a big uh, fan of the show. Um, I, some of my family members sure. were also a fan of the show, and they thought for the longest time, Jim, you got to go on there. You got to check sure. it out. So one thing led to another. And what was the process like? Because I know what it is, but they don't, uh, the listeners. Yeah, well... Um, there's basically a couple, two ways you can get on the show. One is to submit an online entry, and, okay. or you could just go to the one of the casting calls. Oh, okay. And in my case, you know, uh, after being prodded for a while from, from family members, <laughs> I said, all right, I think it was December of 2015. I said, let me go online just to see where, you know, what the form is. I'll fill it out. I'll submit it. Sure. And just kind of, you know, see what goes. So. Sure. I submitted it in December and just kind of forgot about it because I got real busy. Sure. And then um, in the spring of, I think it was spring of 2016, right around April. Sure. I'm working and all of a sudden I get a call from California. And I think <laughs> another customer, you know. Sure. So I'm just. Uh, no, this is great. So it's a producer. Sure. And she says, so tell me about this synthetic ice. I said, uh, oh, how can I help you? Well, this yeah, is so and so from Shark Tank. I said, "Oh, okay." So she goes, "So I just want to interview you for about ten minutes. Sure, break it down. Tell me more about the product and give you some, you know, fill me in on it." So I spoke with her a good ten minutes, and then sure. at the conclusion of the call, she said, "Congratulations, you made it to the video round." Oh, oh, I guess that's good. <laughs> she goes, "All right, what does that entail?" She says, "Well, you got two weeks to put a video together, yeah, a five-minute video, just to woe the producers." And then, you know, see where that goes. Sure. I said, all right, give it a shot. So for the next two weeks, I turned into a producer and I was running around with my camera. Sure. Taking pictures, coming up with ideas, yep. you know, yep. how I can impress the producers. And two weeks later, I submitted the video. And then, you know, she basically said, all right, we'll get back to you. You know, sure. never any promises. Sure. And then about you know, a little over a week later, she called and says, congratulations, you made it past the video round. I says, well, what does that mean? Like, where yeah, does that yeah. leave me at this point? Sure. She says, well, it narrows it down considerably. I says, all right. <laughs> now we're getting into the, the big boy she stuff. Says, now you got to fill out all this paperwork. So, oh. you know, basically I signed away my whole family, you know, so. That's good. <laughs> That's good. If this product does not work out, all my kids go I'm, to Mexico. And work they give you it. enough paperwork that you can't read it. Uh, I mean, really, it's 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 intense you know it's pretty extensive so sure. um you know everything from banking and information about the company oh, and how, you know sure uh, things uh, that the product would itself need to know. patent imi- imi- uh, information all that stuff sure. right all i think the sharks would need to know exactly and then from there it just uh, they, they give you a producer that you work with sure and um they film it in june and in september so okay. it's like two weeks in june two weeks in september oh wow originally um 
I was supposed to, they were going to bring me in for a June shoot, and then it got pushed back till September. Sure. Just lineup changes along the way. And then um, basically the whole, during the whole process, you can't tell anybody. You know, obviously that's part of the thing you sign off on. You can't mention it to anybody, any of your friends. Obviously my wife knew because she knew what I was going through. So. Sure. Other than that, you really can't tell anybody else, and uh, so we kept it quiet the whole time. And oh, because they didn't want you to tell people you got a deal, you didn't get a deal, or anything. Or yeah, because regardless, even if you go on the show, yeah. um, even when you film on the show, sure. it doesn't mean you're going to be on the show. Sure. Oh, there were people that went there that I met that filmed on the show, but never never wound it. up being on the season. So really, they really do narrow it down. Yeah. So how many people do you think actually get called to the show? And then what do they release? Eight episodes I think one season's season? a little over 100 or 120, something like that, uh, contestants okay. that actually film and are put on the show. Um, but I think each season it's close to around 40,000 applicants that Holy put in for crap. it. So you want, you're lucky if you can get on there. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty intensive. Yes. Yes. All right. So you made it on. And then yeah, so it got to the point where I you know, fast forward through the whole summer, and I got my date when I was going to go down there. Um, me and my foreman went to California, um, yeah. and during the process between you and the producer, you kind of working That's out. That's where pitch. it's filmed in in California. Yeah, Culver okay. City, okay. California, sure, just outside LA. So um, through the whole process, you kind of figure out with the producer how the pitch is going to go. Sure. Then the idea of filling the studio with ice came up. And, you know, setting up a layout that would work sure. with inside the studio to try to impress the sharks. Sure. And uh, so that, you know, had to design that. Sure. You know, so that whole sure, sure. Uh, set that you see on the set, we had to, you know, pre-design, ship to California. Sure. And then there's the nerve-wracking shipping the ice to California while your performance date's coming up to sure. make sure it's there on time. Yep, yep. And yeah, you can't you get kinda, there too you early. You can have snags. You show up and your rice ain't there. Sure. It doesn't look so hot. You know, you're not really impressing too many people. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So it's not uh, even like you could drive it there either. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess you could. That'd be yeah a challenge. That'd be it. Yeah. That'd be a road that trip happen. and a half. Yeah. It'd stay warm though. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, luck, lucked out. Everything got there okay. The set and then. Pretty much everything that went in the set, the sure. fencing that I set up, and sure. all the, the decorations and stuff. So that got there and then the, as it turned out um we shot in the actual we uh, set up in the tank the day before the shoot okay whereas other entrepreneurs that had smaller setups sure they were doing their their pre they do a producer pitch before the actual pitch sure so the day before the pitch to the sharks you got to kind of go over everything and warm sure. up and uh being that my set was so huge they set it up inside the actual tank so we spent the whole day in oh, the actual wow. where they shoot the tank. Sure. Getting that set up because I was the first one to go the next morning. Oh, and then they break it down for the next person. Exactly. Immediately. As or soon as you're out of there, the ice is out and then the next person comes in. So, Was it actually in a large building or was it like ground floor of like a warehouse type deal? It's a huge high warehouse. Really? Yes. Okay. That's built where the set is. Gotcha. Um, and then there's some other famous shows also that are filmed. Sony Lot. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. And so what now, what was it like actually being there, you know, meeting people? Do they put, do they put you up in a hotel room or just, do they, you yeah, pay all the entrepreneurs way? are set up in a hotel, um, just outside of Culver city near the airport. Uh, from there they shuttle them back and forth in little shark tank vans. So <laughs> <laughs> there's an orientation when you get there, they uh -huh. sit you down, they kind of 
filling in. They're really great. I mean, the way they go over it and the way they prepare you, um, you know, they get you feeling comfortable sure. and getting to the point where you're ready to pitch. Sure. But all in all, like I said, the experience was very professional, the way they ran it and the way they set it up and the way they get you in and the way they get you out. Sure. Um, so by the time you're, you know, ready to do the pitch, you're ready. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, you're yeah. ready. If you're not ready. Yeah, that's it. You're going to flop and then it's, yeah, you're not going to be on the go, show. Well, right. either that or they're going to put you on the show just to watch a good flop. Right. Because they can, you know, it's they can good, do that. good TV. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, uh I heard a crazy story about uh, like American Idol, and they actually um, they pick you for like American Idol and these things based on your past history. You have to be good, also. But if you don't come from like, you'll realize. And after I tell you this, and I don't know if you watch American Idol, and I didn't really watch it either, but I did to prove this idea that somebody told me about. Almost every single person on that show never comes from a great background of, you know, I have two great parents. They're both upper middle class. I've never had to worry about a bill in my life. perfect. Life, yeah. Exactly. Everybody on that show and a lot of these shows all have these really not so positive pasts. I don't want to say bad pasts because some of them really aren't that bad. They're just not great. They've been knocked down and they got up. Yeah. Right. And... You know, a lot of it is overcoming or it's like, this is my last chance to make it big. Like, everything's riding on this. Creating this level of suspense or sympathy and emotional connection with the audience. And I was like, holy crap, that's a cool idea. You know, I don't want to say it's a cool idea. I think it's exploiting people for not the greatest reasons. But it's very interesting how they pick their candidates for the show. Well, I think everybody can relate to that. You know, the challenge of getting knocked down and sure. pick, picking yourself back up. Absolutely. You know, and... um they like to see that, you yeah. Know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the failures and then the successes yep. or last shots. Yep. You know. So, you know, somebody told me that, and I I went through and watched a bunch of them, and I was like, every single person, nobody is nobody's got it easy. We'll call it, you know, or if they do have it, we'll say easy. The the video behind the whole thing spins it so it looks like it's more difficult than what it was. Sure. You know, some of them people, some people absolutely probably had hardships and stuff like that. But, and a majority of those people are, have a higher likelihood of getting through. And a good buddy of mine auditioned and they said, great, you have a good story behind your voice. We'll take you to the next round. He's like, what? He's, you know, and then he realized that there's other better candidates than him for it. But because he had a good story behind him is what got him to that. And I was just mind How far did he go? Uh, he never made it to live TV. He made it to the, I guess, the round before that. So, so he did the audition and made it to the did, previous yeah. round. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. I guess to the pitch to the producers or whatever. Right. You know, apparently they have a, they have multiple steps because they, there's so many candidates so coming many in people. and out that, uh, you know, and I don't know what the paperwork process looked like, but I was pretty mind blown when he told me. I was like... That's a little absurd, but I also see what they're doing, and I get it. Do I agree with it? Eh. But that's just me. It's good television. That's it. Yeah. People eat it up. Number one show in the world, I they're think. They're doing something right. So now, um, so I guess take me through the pitch, because I'm, I'm, I'm very interested, and I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I guess walk me through like the whole process as far as you go in there. You're sitting down with all the sharks, you know, all you know that whole... Yeah, I'd have to say, uh, even uh, just to digress for a second, um, you know, and looking back on it, uh, the day prior, 
everything went well. I pitched in front of the producers first and sure. make sure everything was okay. And that night, you're getting everything ready because sure. you know, I'm going to be the first pitch the next day. I already know that. Uh-huh. So I get a late night call from my producer mm-hmm. the day before I'm ready to go on. Oh, boy. And this is after eight months uh-huh. of talking to this person. Sure, sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she goes, tell me about your whole life. <laughs> so like, like just to, to see if there's anything she might be missing. Sure. Right. So I basically walked through everything. You know, sure. just kind of how it led from one thing to the other. To the other and how it got me to I'm going to ask you the same question, right. by the way. Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you now. Okay. Yeah. Fire away. So, you know, so I basically told her where I grew up, Queens, New York. Sure. You know, uh, sure. my old background, my kind of family. Lost my dad when I was nine years old. Oh, wow. Uh, family of five. Sure. Two days before Christmas. Oh, man. Um, then from there, went on to, uh, you know, got into the construction industry. Sure. Started my own construction business. Got oh, wow. involved with, you know, my own business. Uh-huh. Um, and then being, you know, familiar with the different, different things. My father was a cop when he was around, by the way, and my brother became a cop. So I was destined to become a cop sure, at that time, but sure. I became a, a plumber instead, which <laughs> worked out well for me. Hey, um, it's not a bad, not a bad trade to have, but, um, and then, you know, just leading up along the way and always was into hockey, big hockey guy growing up. Sure. And I see my son played hockey, who, sure. you know, yep. um, yep. did you play high school, college hockey or just high, like that, high school? Or just- you know, played local foot hockey growing up, roller hockey, sure. uh, a big Ranger fan growing up. Used to go out and watch their practices out in New Hyde Park, take oh, the city bus. Cool. To, yeah. So I used to follow them. And then um, then leading up, uh, just fast forward to when I started the business, I was still working in the construction industry at the same time um, I had started the business. And when I decided to go full time with the business and start, uh-huh. the, start the company for, you know, to leave my company and it was successful sure. enough to me to go full time. Hurricane Sandy hit the house. Oh. So basically the whole South shore of Long Island in destroyed. 2012 got destroyed. Um, so, you know, I, I still have my business, but I really didn't have <laughs> electricity for two weeks, obviously. Sure. Um, so for the two weeks that we were out of electricity, I would take the rental car, drive three miles to the local Dunkin Donuts so I get a Wi-Fi connection and continue sure. selling the ice. So she stops me and she says, that's it. You know, that's the story. You got to make sure you get that across in your pitch tomorrow when she heard me say that. About, sure. You know, come over, like you said, sure. overcoming the odds. You know, you sure. got a business, sure. you got all these things going on. Let's just try to break through and get that out to the sharks. Sure. So the following day when I go in for the pitch, uh-huh. it's rapid fire. So I've got Basically, what you do is uh, when they, they count down, there's no music, obviously. You got that on TV. You sure. just walk in through the hallway, and you enter. You hit your spot, uh-huh. and you got to stand there for like 30 seconds while the sharks are staring you down so they're getting all the camera angles down. Sure. And then it's just... Oh, that's so funny. So yeah. you have to stand there and boom, 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 boom. So they basically yeah. sh- uh, shots of every shark you uh-huh. know, eyeballing you. Sure. So you stand in there, but they, but they just, you know, they hit it right away. And then they, they go, all right, Go. And then you start your pitch. Oh, just like that. All things that are and cut there's, out there's of the no TV show. retakes. Sure. If you screw up, you know that's it. There's no rewinding. There's no nothing. You just gotta gotta hit it. Sure. So um, uh, as soon as I finished the pitch, it was just rapid fire with the questions. Actually, my foreman who was in the green room, mm. he said my head looked like it was on a watching a, a tennis match, <laughs> just yeah. going back and forth with the questions. And, and it was so many. I was up there for almost 45 minutes. So. You know, oh out of God. that, you only got eight minutes on television. But um, 
he said you could just see my head going back and forth answering the questions because a lot of technical stuff sure you know, even before oh so they ask you all this technical stuff they just don't air they it. talk over each other really oh yeah you and wonder how they can hear what i'm saying when, you know because it, it's just constant back and forth holy crap so um i would have never i would have never guessed any of this oh yeah it's it's and well i guess also i was the first pitch in the morning sure. so they all had their coffee sure they're all yeah, they're ready for the first ready. taste of bait you yep. know so uh taste of bait. <laughs> yeah. i like that i was the first piece of bait for the day so when i get out there and um it really you know i guess the only thing that didn't when they did the final edit the thing that didn't really come across was the humor because there was a lot of fun going back and forth sure sure and one thing for instance polyglide sure Okay, the name of the company apparently was something that they wanted to have some fun with. Sure. So Cuban said, sounds like a sexual lube. Oh, my God. And then uh, <laughs> Kevin pipes in and goes, yeah, I was thinking. I was like, where is this going, guys? Like, where? <laughs> So they slice all that out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you no. get the full version of the whole thing at the end or no? Oh, no, no. You don't get you any You never of it. see it. You never see it. Oh, Just the sucks. memory. You okay. know, so um, and I think, you know, part of that's probably because they want to warm you up. Sure. You know, so they, they're having some fun. Sure. You know, and, sure. Uh, and after a while, you kind of forget that you're on television. Okay. You know, because you're just kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really, they're really talking. Yeah, they're yeah. talking to you. You know, so you mean, when you start engaging with all of them, you kind of lose focus so a little bit. And maybe in my case, that's why the whole energy thing came up with Barbara. Oh, show some more energy. You know, I, sure. I was just very comfortable just answering the questions and sure. going back and forth. But, um, Back to what I was saying. So, like, there was a, a moment there where it was like, well, so, you know, what was the challenges? And I said, well, back in 2012 when Sir Hurricane Sandy hit, and this is my moment. You know, sure. I'm going to break through and give my personal story. Sure. And then Barbara's bottom lip was like. <laughs> oh, crying. <laughs> she was getting a little, little sentimental. Sure. And then, boom, Robert came in with another question right away. It just took me in another direction. Uh, and that never came across. So, it uh, was like, that was my chance. But, you know something? Sure. There's just. It, it, it started in that direction, but then it just had a whole another direction. Oh, uh, it's all good. Yeah. So, God, that's I would have never guessed it was forty-five minutes. Oh, I yeah. would have guessed it was a little bit longer, but not forty-five minutes. Oh yeah, there are some entrepreneurs that are in there for like an hour and a half. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, there's been cases where you know they're in there for quite a while. Yeah. And it's just an interrogation, tearing through your business. Yeah, they really, you know, they want to invest in the company. They want to bring out, It's listen, it's television, so they do want to, you know, whatever you have to offer, they want to bring it out. Sure. Um, and then it's up to the producers to edit out what makes a good show. Sure. You know, obviously, when, what sure. comes across, so, uh, and how much time they have and those things. But, um, you know, obviously, it's a successful program. It's been doing great for all these years. They're doing, like I said, they're doing something right. Sure, and sure. And it's... Uh, getting the eyes, getting yeah, the news. Bringing on more fans, yeah. Interesting. So now, what does the process look like for you know winning or losing a deal, and and you know what the not not even winning or losing the deal, the the follow up, like what was it like? You know, did you have to ship all your ice home? Did you leave it there? You know, give it to the local guy. Well, one <laughs> of, I got to thank um, one of my Shark Tank. One of the things that came out of the show, the the thing I'm most grateful for, uh-huh. are all my Shark Tank entrepreneur friends because sure. we're all part of like our own Facebook page that we're all uh, we sure. network network with each other. Uh, prior to going on the show, um, you know, I was watching a lot of the shows to try to pick up some different do's and don't tips of what to sure. do and what not to do. And uh, along the way, I went across the podcast. Sure. That was um, Dave Alwyn from Echo Valley Meets, who okay. was on the show twice, one of the few entrepreneurs that was on the show twice. Really? 
Um, he had like a mail order of meat business that he sold different kind of meats online sure. and in his store. Um, and during the podcast, he had mentioned that, you know, listen, if anybody's out there, anybody needs some tips, feel free to reach out. I said, I'm going to call him. You know, what is it? You know, I love it. I just, you know, just gonna call him, dude. He, he said, reach out. So I'm going to, you know, why not? I'm going to reach out. So I called his business and left a message. And literally five minutes later, Dave Holman called me back and, uh, you know, he said, congratulations. I heard, you know, I was going to be on the show at that point. I sure. wasn't on it yet. Sure. So he basically became a mentor from there on in. Really? And one of the things that he told me, um, that was great help was getting the website ready as far sure. as the, um, the data, you know, and make sure it had enough so it didn't crash. Sure. Uh, that was very helpful because oh, the day yeah. of the show, you're, you, it really, I mean, it was a lot of, actually, <sighs> yeah, we, we had the viewing show, even though I didn't get the deal, but I still had a viewing party because sure. Dave said, how many times are you going to be on Shark Tank? Have a viewing party, whether you get a deal or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Why not? So, so why not? You're going to have some fun. So when we were there at the viewing. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Very positive attitude. So. Uh, when we were having the viewing party, um, I brought out the laptop with the Google Analytics and sure. set it up on the page so you could just see it going. <sighs> when the hits were going up, over 30,000. You know, it started oh at like, God. whatever it was, a handful of people on there. Did and you then, prep your company to get ready for all the deliveries that you were going to have to? Yeah, actually, um, yeah, I, I had basically everything set up how I wanted it. You know, sure. I had the site directed to basically a, a few products, so the sure. SKUs were minimal. Sure. Um, but you know, the main thing was getting information, sure. gathering information, getting people's email addresses, and, email addresses yeah. and, um, and following up. And the response was tremendous. You know, anybody thinking about going on Shark Tank and wants to, uh, give it a shot, I definitely recommend it. Sure. You know, it's, uh, it's something that if it does break through for you, it's definitely well worth it. Yeah. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Cause it, it teaches you, um, it, I think the number one thing that it taught me was, you, you know, when you're building a company, you stay very focused on your, if it's me, and like in my case, it's a product, sure. not a service, sure. right? But if you're selling a product or a service, um, you tend to get too involved with your product or your service. Sure. And with Shark Tank, you know, basically what you're doing, you're exposing yourself not only to the sharks, but to the world, sure. if sure. you're ready, mm-hmm. um, for feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, and feedback is the same thing as a review. Sure. So obviously, and what does that mean? It means it's no longer your product. It's what the customer wants, you know? So that's, sure. that's what you're building towards, you know? And then it, it lit me up in that way. So it taught me about, okay, I'm making this type of product this way because this is the way I think it should be. Mm-hmm. But then when you start listening to your customers, you're like, wait a minute, they want a little bit more like this, you uh-huh. know? So you make those changes sure. and you learn how to change on the fly, you know? So, um, I, I think that's the biggest thing I got out of being on there is learning how to, you know, be open to the reviews and, and stay focused on what the customer wants, sure. not ju- just what you want. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's cool, though, a viewing party and watching the analytics. That's my favorite part is just seeing that number tick, oh, tick, yeah. tick. And even, like, now when they do replay, sometimes I'll pop in there and I'll see when it's, uh, you know, CNBC re- sure, re- sure. Re- replay comes on and, you still you, get a good. It's still, never the same as the first night. Oh, I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah. But you still get a good bounce. Yeah. Really? Now, do you know how long they're going to air that the replay for? Well, obviously you're in the system to sure. you know for whenever they do replay. Lucky for me, right before I went on, uh-huh. uh They did they do these little uh, um, bios of each shark. Uh-huh. They did the Mark Cuban bio right before I came on. Sure. 
So that that could help <laughs> as sure. far as getting replays down the road. Sure. And I've gotten oh, I got quite a few since sure. then. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the so now after the the show is done, what does the process look like for um, you know people that get a deal? Because I remember you telling me like even though people get a deal, we'll do air quotes because they don't actually get the deal afterwards. You know, what does that process look like or what have you heard or anything like that? Well, they got to go through the process of obviously whatever you see on the show is what they agree to on the show. Sure. But then they got to go with the, the call through the uh, the due diligence. I wouldn't know because I didn't get a deal. Sure, but sure. I, I know in speaking with other shark sure. um, entrepreneurs, um, they go through due diligence where, you know, you have to go over through everything that you claimed. You know that you made X amount of money. You know you got to prove it. You sure. know, and if it's something different, I mean, it doesn't mean that it's a deal breaker, but the sharks could change it up. They could X for more percentages uh, after the show is already done. Well, after the show is already done, Ooh. and likewise, if the sharks, I mean, I've heard you know in cases where you know it's taken a little longer than expected, and maybe the company started doing better, and it made more sense for the company to take give up less equity, mm. and. Sometimes they'll change it. So it, it can be modified from what I understand uh, after the deal or it could just fall through depending on the parameters um, of what happens after. So that what happens on the show is the start of the process of due diligence. Gotcha. And then depending on where it goes from there, provided you gave all the right information and, you know, and it works for both sure. the shark and the entrepreneur, then, it, you know, then they seal the deal. So now uh, out of the people that you've talked to, or that you know or met through Shark Tank that have gotten the deal, how do you think that's impacted their business? Do you think it's really taken it as a total 180? Do you think they've given up more than they probably should have in the business? Like, What does that follow-up process look like? Well, the Shark Tank effect is real. I mean, even for me that I didn't get the deal, sure, tremendously helping with my business. Sure. I mean, overall, just for the exposure. And... It's really um, having to deal with the sharks is a great launching pad. But as an entrepreneur, if you don't follow up, if you're not don't have the metal sure. to follow up sure. for that opportunity, that's the golden opportunity to, to keep it going, yeah. right? So um, it's kind of up to each individual. But if you're going to be in a business and you and you've gotten the opportunity to be on Shark Tank, you better be able to get ready to take it all the way. Sure. To to where you whatever that is, it could sure. be. You know, it could be down the road selling your company or getting a company to where you think it's maxed out. Sure. Um, or just taking it to another level. Yeah, yeah, No, I just, I didn't know how kind of, you know, after it's done, you get, you know, a shark, they give you all this extra money to grow. You know, is that money really impacting your business all that much? Or do you think, and actually I think having you here as, as somebody that, you know, didn't get a deal might even be more influential because, you can see people that got deals, but now you know what it's like to not get the deal and how much of a difference do you think there really was? Yeah, between getting the deal and not getting the deal, um, I think, you know, again, I, I hate to just kind of be random about sure. it, but it's just so, it, it all depends on the different companies. I mean, sure. I've spoke to some, you know, entrepreneurs that did get deals and uh, at the perfect time when their business was not going to do very well, they probably uh, wouldn't have succeeded. They probably wouldn't have went off the edge and that would have been it. And really uh, launched it, and then other ones where it looked so promising that, and it was the opposite. You know, uh, it just, they, so they it doesn't just, even really matter. Almost, yeah, it's so it's so random. You know, it's um, the only thing is that, like I could say, is is that 
it, it does provide a perfect opportunity for a business that's on its way up, that's got you know pretty much their ducks in order to really take off. Sure, interesting. Uh, so you have to be. That's a whole lot of odds you got to fight against to get in there, but you know, being getting through the process, getting on the show, having your crisis, we'll say, of working in you know for you working in Dunkin' Donuts, and then nailing the show, and then being in the spot to explode after that. That's a lot of ducks you got to get in a row. Yeah, I guess if you think of it like that, there is, you know, but um, I can tell you that, uh, you know, from my experience that I think they're looking for the most, like you said, even with American Idol, the most natural. Sure. Be Just be yourself. Sure. Don't fake to be somebody you're not. Sure. You sure. know, because they pick up right on that. Yep. Um, don't be afraid to fail. Uh, show your human side. Sure. Sell yourself. Sure. You know, um, and if your heart's in the right place, it's going to it's going to work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah. So now, I now what's this Facebook group of people that talk talk to each other? And I don't want you to divulge all the secrets because that you know that's obviously between you guys. But how do you think that alone has impacted your business as far as growing it and growing and helping each other? Well, I think you know, um, having gone through the same experience, it's nice to bounce different ideas off of people i mean you could do that with anybody i mean sure. you know different different folks and speaking with them but um it's like a direct like i might come up with an idea about something or an app or something of that regard mm-hmm. um instead of going online and just you know doing all the research myself i could just go into the site and say Get, you know you guys try this i uh, think things like true, that true, true. just like day-to-day think stuff tank almost yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a think tank yeah pardon the pun yeah but it's exactly what it is. You know, it's, it's automatic think tank because half of them... It's not a shark tank. It's a think tank. That's right. <laughs> it is. Um, and, and it's just a good way to get automatic feedback, you know, gotcha. without... Uh, and get more detail as far as feedback on different ideas. Sure, sure. Um, that's really cool. That So whoever started that is very smart for put, pulling that together because that was brilliant on their part. Do you Definitely. know who started it or... Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I think uh, her name is Shelly. Okay. I'm sorry, Shelly. I forget your last name. Uh, but, um, yeah, she actually started it. She, she uh, had a towel company where she sold towels for the theme parks. Sure. I think you might remember. Uh, I forget the name of the product at the top of my head. But, um, yeah, I think she was one of the ones that started it. Interesting. Yeah, no, because having a think tank, I actually just joined a think tank myself with uh, a gentleman by the name of Sean Cannell. He's very popular on YouTube. Uh, he owns a company called Think Media, and um, obviously I own a media company, so it fits well in line. But this group of people, they pay a small fee to actually be in this group, and you know, people will put up a you know a thumbnail for a YouTube video, or hey, could you guys watch this and give me some quick feedback on you know what you guys like and don't like about it? Like all these different things where you're like, you know, I had one guy. You know, and it's actually one of the very few groups that I pay attention to because I'm a part of, I pay to be a part of it. Um, but somebody was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a video editing computer laptop for under a thousand bucks. And, you know, we got like 50 comments on it. And I commented twice on two different things. You know, I was like, go, go to Best Buy and find an open box and then also check, you know, a website that constantly shows deals from other websites. And it's just amazing because I've asked questions in there and it, you know, it's either an immediate response or, you know, guys, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? And people just, people have already tried it. So they're giving you the feedback and it slices, it cuts down so f- much. 
It streamlines it. Oh, yeah. so much so. You know, you're not testing this product versus this product versus this product. You know, what did you like? What didn't you like? Boom, boom, boom. Done. Okay, great. This might be the one that I'm going to go with. You know, or, you know, I didn't like this. Well, but that's not for my company. Okay, great. Then I need to go do something else. That kind of stuff is worth its weight in gold, in my oh, opinion. Oh, big time. Big time. Because, like, your time is valuable. Sure. I mean, uh, uh, bottom line is, you, you know, you, you don't want you want to be wasting a lot of time. Sure. You know, streamlining your business. And then you got a wife, you got kids, you know. Exactly. Or, or a husband or whoever you are, you know. You still have to be a person. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's one thing if you're single, you have no kids, no responsibilities, no nothing. Yeah, you can work like a workaholic all the time, which is probably not the worst thing in the world. But you hit a point in your life where you want to go out to dinner on a Friday night and not have to worry about business or whatever it is and and streamlining and automating a process to, to grow. Keyword automation, um, and that, that's one of the things I've been l- learning a lot of lately, sure. is just how, how to start automating things and creating, you know, doing twenty percent of work, creating eighty uh, percent of productivity, sure, uh, so you can have a life, yep. you know, and you can make things work on their own. Sure, and that's key. Sure, otherwise you, you know, like you said, you, you just work workaholic and sure. you, you, you know, till till no end. Not a bad thing, especially in the beginning. I think that being a workaholic is very good. Yes, building the foundation. Yeah, exactly. Right. Got to build the foundation. Uh, you know, one thing that I'm learning is, as uh, you know, a solo entrepreneur, but looking to bring somebody on, you know, at least, you know, part time in the very near future, is these are things that I need to focus on. I need to focus on making sure that when I do have somebody there, that's going to start taking over a lot of stuff. That they have the resources they need, and they have a process in place that they could say, okay, you know. You can't just tell somebody to go outside and go make a salad, you know, because now they got to go find it. You know, yeah, they can go to the grocery store, but now what is the process like? Do they got to cut it? How do you want them to cut it? How does the customer want it done? You know, a lot of it is customer oriented, like you were saying, you know, being on the show, those people now tell you what's wrong with your product and what they what they want to see out of your product, which is who you're tailoring it to. Same kind of thing. So getting somebody there to have that process happen and all that kind of stuff is tremendously important oh bingo you know it's uh it's just getting it to where you know it needs to be and i think another thing is um and it's always a challenge is when you're when you're building a business on your own and then finding the right personnel to work with outside of yourself because you create this baby right yep and then it's like you know you don't know you know obviously a lot of people you know since being on the show there were so many different offers from different investors oh really oh nuts after the show sure you know at that point obviously i still own 100 percent of my company sure but it was just random investors you know from and trust me not all yeah <laughs> the perfectly vetted investors but um you know at it just you know it just just brings yourself to what you need to know what what makes sense for yourself and sure. find the right person you know, just random investors aren't usually the best thing for you. Sure. You got to find out how to grow your company and have the right, right-handed right person to work sure. with you. And, yeah, you're not selling it. the company. You're exactly. It's an investor. It's someone that's going to take a portion of the company. and Bringing in the right personnel. Yeah. Automation. You know those things. Yep. Um, that's. I would have actually also – I probably would have figured that one out, but not to the level of just random people that was being like, hey, I'd love to invest. How much do you want? Whatever it is. Right. Ah, it's so weird. That's so crazy. I feel like if I were to watch TV and see that, I'd be like, "Yo, that'd be a great thing to invest in." But somebody's probably already doing it. 
you know, sure. you get people with way bigger pockets than most people that are itching to get in on it. Well, also, also that it's just not the product. You know, it's it's the person that's selling the product. Like you can have, I mean, how about different types of bread are out there, right? You got Wonder Bread. You got oh my god, there's them. a million. Everybody's making bread. Sure. You know, but you want the one. Just watch the video today. How to make bread? Actually, <laughs> it's funny you say that. Oh, you got the guy that's selling whatever tires. You sure. know, but the guy that's selling tires on the corner, he's a vet. Yeah. All right. The guy, he's always there every day. You see him doing the same thing. Maybe he's got a dog. You see him walking his dog. Sure. You yeah. like that guy. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go to the fancy tire store a mile away. Sure. I'd rather give my money to the guy with the dog that's always out there breaking his butt. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to buy my tires sure. from. And it sure. might even cost me, you know, a few more dollars for that tire. Sure. I mean, that's just my attitude. You know, it's like you'd rather give the because so, so many smaller businesses, you see all these shops closing up everywhere with the world's changing so fast. You know, it's so like fast. what's going to happen with all this commercial property. Yep. I refuse to. I really do my absolute best. And I feel so bad for so many businesses. I, I actually just made a post about it the other day. You know, Amazon's delivering packages now. I got a notification. Your, your package is nine, nine stops away. Your package is delivered with a photo of my package on my front steps. Like, you really can't beat it, you know? Right. And I, I'm totally in for supporting local business, and I really only try to buy what I can't find at a local business. But, you know, what is local business now? Because CVS is taking over. Walgreens is taking over. Stop and Shop is taking over. You know, yeah, you could support them and they're supporting local people, but so is Amazon. You know, I'd rather see my money go to a local business owner. Absolutely. But I, I think as far as the product itself, like you're saying, thinking of a product, a good product to sell that's going to do well, it's got to tie into your story. Sure. So I think if you're just going to go out there and sell napkins or whatever, you know, anything you can think of, you know, footballs or you know, sporting goods or whatever it is, mm -hmm. somehow it's got to tie into you so you can tell your story. So, sure. you know, if you're just a, a regular Joe that's going to sell whatever just to make a buck, it doesn't tie to the customer. You yeah. know, so like if you can tell the story and, and that makes sense for you and you're finding something that you love, people are going to like your product because you sold it. Yep. yep. You know, not just because it's a product. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. People buy from people they like. Yeah. I preach all the day about this. People just do not understand it. Too many people, I guess, uh, or businesses are looking out for the impulse buy, but you can get a ton of traffic for Facebook onto your website that people are just walking in the door and walking out the back door. Sure. You know, it's just like a, a wind tunnel. Yep. You know, so um, if along if along the way they don't see your story or something about you sure. that's tying you to the product, is it's, it's not going to make that connection. Sure. You know, because you got to figure out they might come into your door on a in an, uh, March of this year, sure. but they'll buy in December when it's Christmas time's going to come around. That's sure. how you have to look at it, you know. Yeah, that yeah, buy, yeah. That, the buy is going to come down the road. Yep. Um, but you got to make the tide before the buy. Yep. I'm I. Oh, I tell I. This is one of the things you know. I work I work with businesses on is is you know so many times of capturing, you know something from that customer potential customer whether it's a like on facebook whether it's a follow on instagram whether it's a connection on linkedin whether it's an email address on a website there's you gotta you because you never know when people are going to get ready you know, I had a conversation today with a company and they're like well how do we find new customers i'm like what are you guys doing they're like well not really much we're taking people out and partying well i'm like well are you 
you should probably start to educate people. Start a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's probably not We're a bad idea. We're good at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, figure out a way to, to interact with these people because the old way of doing business is dying. You know, it, it's... Bottom line, yeah. It, you know, yeah, there's always... There's Amazon. Amazon's just easy. You know, it's... It's easy, but it's not a person. Yes. Uh, Jeff is a person, right? Yep. Jeff Bill. That's not the person that's selling the product. No, right? it's a company. It, it, it's a platform, sure. right? That's so, it. yeah, they're huge. They're doing everything in the world right now. Uh-huh. But it doesn't mean the individual can't get there. You know, being by by selling himself because everybody's unique. Everybody's got their own angle, and everybody's got a t- story sure. to tell. Sure. Oh, well, I think I think the one thing that I do love about Amazon is it's preventing companies from price gouging. Price gouging was a tremendous problem in this world where people are overpaying tremendously, especially roll it back like literally 10 to 15 years ago. Sure. You know, people were terrified to put their credit card online. They're like, oh, my God. Now you're like, uh, how much is it? Okay, let me just dial in those numbers. You know, you don't even think about it. Because they created the trust. Yes. So in other words, you can create your own trust. Yep. You know, so you, you just by getting those good reviews out there. Uh-huh. Um, think about it right now. How many things can you build now for free? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things, right? Sure. Pretty much. Yeah. YouTube channel, right? Different outlets, different ways to Freemium. go. Freemium. Facebook. Freemium is the way of the world. Yeah. And if you can utilize them all for free uh, at minimal, you know, obviously starting a business is going to be expensive, but sure. you can start a business now for almost nothing. For literally nothing. Right. As long as you, as long as you know, and you have the right idea of how to sell yourself, um, you could create a Wix site for free right now. Start a blog for free right now. How drop, much does it cost for an email address? You can. Most people have an at gmail.com, so free. Free. If you want to spend a premium, you can spend five dollars a month on a custom domain name. Yeah, this bottle of water costs more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, trust <laughs> me. Starting a business like that. You, it, know? you know, it's it's crazy to think about this, but you know. The people have stopped price gouging so much because Amazon came in offering it for a realistic price. They built the trust. And I think it's making companies, mainly the major companies, realize, and I'll use Best Buy as an example, when was the last time you went to Best Buy? It's a goddamn nightmare in that place because you're looking for one thing. The associate, air quotes, is never available for whatever product you need. I went to go buy a drone that I was willing to take fifteen hundred dollars out of my pocket for, it took and it took only almost an hour to go buy it. I'm like, I could have literally done three clicks and had it at my door in two days on Amazon, and I would have been, and it would have taken me no time to buy. Yeah, leaving your house to shop is it's going to be going. I mean, obviously, it's, it seems obviously right now, even right sure. now, where to the point where you're never going to have to leave your home to buy stuff. You don't have to anymore. You don't. So, what's the most important thing in your life? The most important thing in your life is to engage, right? Put the phone down. Yep. Obviously, uh, even with with going back to my product, obviously malls are part of the biggest place that um, are hurting. One of the biggest places. Sure. So what do they have to do to combat that? They got to create some kind of foot track, and way to do that is to interact and make more gaming things. Maybe sure. you know ice rinks. Sure. Yeah, you know, people are going to go to do something to actually have an experience gaming. Sure. sure. You know to play games. It could be anything, but. Uh, in, be an interactive Sto- and stores need to reinvent the wheel you know you, you, you could go to a store and play games and shop yep that'll create foot yep. traffic it's you know 
there has to be something in addition to whatever the store is. You know, Best Buy. Well, even banks. Banks are changing, right? They make them into coffee shops. They're, they're literally, you know, every bank's got a coffee. You know, they feel like a luxury suite now. That's where everybody feels comfortable. Yep. Um, you know, I, I I just always bring it back to Best Buy because I, I love Best Buy. I think what they provide is really good, and some of their associates are really actually genuinely intelligent people. But, you know. Geek I, Squad. Yeah. Oh, that's all. That's, uh, they're smart, but in a weird way. Um, but I went to go return something the other day. It took me an hour and 30 minutes to go return a phone case that was worth $12. Or fifteen dollars. Now, what could you make in an hour and thirty minutes? A lot more money than that. Yeah, you know, or do a podcast. Yeah, you could do a po- I could do a lot of things. Think about it. I could do. I could have gone to the gym and worked out and came back. You know, we all know it's probably not going to happen. I'm just kidding. I do go to the gym now. Oh, um, congrats. But it's like the the buying experience was awful, and the return experience was awful. Amazon. Didn't like the product. Okay, I got to pay for shipping back. Well, that seven dollars is well worth my time. Or product was damaged, sent it back out, and they can and I have the option to buy a new one if I want to trust it enough. You know, it's like, you know, how do you compete with it? And then, you know, I don't think all business is going to die, but I think people are making a a large push into smaller businesses because they're going to get that level of care. You know, you send out personal emails to these people saying, you know, hey, by the way, it's Jim, whatever it may be. You know. There's this personal touch to it that there's somebody accountable at the other end. You know, a lo- I think a local bo- local boutiques I think are actually going to become up on the rise because people have the option to go hang out at a party store, go shopping, enjoy the town. You know, and it, and it's breaking away from the malls. Exactly. Know, I, like I, if you're going to open up a, a jean shop or a dress shop, put a cafe in there. Yep. Put it, put it, or just you know? make it a welcoming environment. You know, hang exactly. out. It, it's not how many pairs of jeans can I sell. You know, where especially where we live on Long Island, everything is a premium now. Everything. So why not? You can charge a premium price. Nobody even flinches an eye anymore. But make the buying experience so great that people are eager to come back. Absolutely, and that's the way it's heading. I mean, obviously, you can see it's always changing. It's yep. never going to stay one way. Never, never. But it's, it, and it's always changing. And uh, you got to be, a, even to be in business, you got to be a bit of a chameleon. Sure. You're always changing colors always. and changing ideas. And, um, you know, the, stick with things that stay the same. And that's, you know, yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and where you live, you know, it, you know, limit the amount of exposure if you can. Sure. For your business. Sure. And, yeah, a lot of great ideas. The buying world, the 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 world is changing tremendously, and now with social media to throw to throw in there, people are reviewing everything on social media first. You know, I just want I didn't I don't really, I'm not even in the market for uh, what's this thing called an instant pot? I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Okay, it's like a digital pressure cooker. I have no, I keep seeing them all over the place. Never knew what it was, and I'm a big foodie, and. I literally watched some girl online who had half a million views for the Instant Pot. She's making money online on YouTube with an affiliate link talking about Instant Pots and how she cooks beans with it. I kid you not. God bless her. Like, <laughs> God damn. It's just incredible. You gotta love it, right? But I'd, I would watch that video before I go out and buy it. That's you know, right. I would go search. You know, I'm not one of those people who search hashtags, but it's a very popular thing to go search, you know, Hashtag Instant Pot, hashtag Instant Pot Cooking, whatever it may be, to find out about it. You yep. know, you got to have these micro brand ambassadors now 
that are promoting your product, bring it in a good light, and honestly, giving it a good review, giving it an honest review. Most people will buy a product like she's like, oh, it's kind of a pain in the butt if it spills over, so you got to really make sure you fill it up to the line. Okay, I get that. I get that going into it. It's not like I found out about it afterwards, and it was like, you know, oh, the company didn't want you to find out about that. Like that's why these honest reviews are so amazing. That's my opinion. What it's do I pretty crazy, huh? I mean, they just took off like that. But um, another thing is also companies have to be phone businesses because, like, like how many? I mean, compare it. To, uh, Different platforms. How many? You know, everything's read and seen on the phone. Oh yes. You know, people yeah, yeah. Think, I thought you meant like pick up the phone and call. I'm like, oh. yeah. But you know, like everything uh, has got to be. Everything's phone based. Everything's got to fit on this little square. Yeah. So when you're creating your product idea, you got to think about like scroll down, click, mm-hmm. scroll down, click. You yep. know, and very simply. Um, and you know, just by looking at you know your feedback and your analytics, you just see the amount of the, the phone is being used over laptops. Sure. Personal sure. devices. It's Phones have now surpassed laptops as of I think two years ago. Yeah. In in digital searches, you know some look at Instagram. Instagram doesn't even have a, a desktop version. It's such a joke compared to the the mobile version. The whole platform is built on mobile. Yep. You know it's absurd that a company that big is creating something like that for that stuff. Like it's just mind blowing. Goes to show you how smart our smartphones are making us, huh? The, actually, the <laughs> biggest problem with smartphones is it takes too long to get information out of it because I can't type fast enough to get the, you know, the longest thing for me to do is Google and have to type in the information. And this might sound ludicrous, That's but if work. I could link it to my brain somehow to get information right. immediately, why wouldn't I? As soon as that chip is put in your brain, you'll you know, be able to do that. Oh, my God. It's freaky, man. It's, it's coming. freaky. You know? <laughs> Just, you know, okay, great. As soon as I look at my phone, it just shows me everything I want to know. Well, you know, polyglot reviews, boom, go through this, boom, go through this, boom. Um, and it's listening to you at all times. All times. Yeah, you right. know, it's so freaky. You know, any, and anyone that doesn't think it's listening to you, and I've talked about this in other shows, trust me, go and test it. It's listening test to it you. yourself. Talk about something you've never talked about before and, you know, and just watch Facebook and see what comes up. Yep. See what comes. I have convers. This is the craziest part. I have conversations on my computer, but my phone's sitting there listening, and then all of a sudden I'm getting ads for it later on that day. Sure. Makes you want to run out and buy a rotary phone. Yeah. <laughs> I. Oh man. Talk about good old days. I used to have a phone, and I, you never know when somebody's listening in because it was that f- traditional phone line. Well, that's the biggest thing they changed in, in phones, right? Over the last four years, is there's no removable battery, so it's always on. Always on. That's right. Always on. Always tuned in. It's so freaky. I'm not a fan of the fact that there's no removable battery, honestly. Oh. Because when the battery goes, you got to get a new one. And that irritates the crap out of me. How long have you had that phone? I've only had this phone since... When did the iPhone... Well, the battery lasts quite a while, right? Yeah, you could get a a solid year and a half to two years out of it. There you go. Then you got to get the newest and the latest. Max release date. I've had this phone since probably about October, November. Okay. So, you, you know, you're locked in for a while. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, you know what? I, everybody, some people are like, Harrison, why do you have that phone? That phone is the most expensive phone literally on that you can buy. And I'm like, well, I run a business on this thing. But if I didn't run a business on this goddamn thing, I would have absolutely gotten not this phone. This phone is obnoxious. 
but yeah, it's the big one, right? It's the, the big, big one. Yeah. It's got the most memory. Oh, yeah, I got the same something similar. You know, it, yeah. And uh, and it drives me nuts. Whatever, especially when I see my phone bill. But you separate the business from the personal, and you're like, I need it for. I do need it for the business. Like, sure. Could I get by on something else? Yes, but why wouldn't I want to o- operate at full capacity? You know, there's no point in limping around. It gives you what you need. Yes. Yeah. Um. But you know, for me, people are like, you know, why do you need such a big phone? I'm like, well, I'm going through emails. I'm constantly on it. You know, I'm checking people's websites to make sure they're mobile optimized, you know, and I don't want to, I'm trying not to strain my eyes any more than they're already going. And they're probably loaded with apps on that, right? The, oh, this, it, you, yeah. you want to see something freaky? This is Ooh. folders and folders and folders and folders. That's These I mo- just still got to categorize. That's some mosaic you got going. Yeah. And the craziest, I know where everything is. I know what I have on there. And I, I go through every month and remove everything I don't use. And that's okay. still what it looks like. It's freaky. But it's working. It's working. And, I, you know, well, I was away for nine days, you know, and sometimes and no one would have known. nobody would have known. Only you know. Google. Yeah. Found my location. <laughs> but like that, that's the craziest part. Like, you know, I, yeah, there's some limitations on this. I can't write emails for people to blast out as campaigns. But, you know, I carried this and I could, you know, you can connect the two. You can use your cellular on here onto the laptop. Sure. You know, and you can be pretty much up and running at that point anywhere in the world as long as you have Wi-Fi. You have a cellular connection. Is it handicapped a little bit? Yes. But if you can get out, you know, in my case, I was on a military base, so leaving and entering wasn't exactly easy. But for the entire rest of my trip, I could hit a Starbucks. I could hit a local coffee shop. I went, I bounced around from coffee shop to coffee Is shop. Is that where you got the camel hoodie? This? No, I got this from a friend of mine. From actually, you know, in, in Brian and I's <laughs> fraternity. Um but are you all wearing the same one? No, no, okay. no, no, no. He, he, was, he was trying to start a business. So I said, yeah, you know what? I'll buy a hoodie from you. And uh, I don't know how far he's taking the business now. But I said, look, you know, anytime you, you, know, you need some support. You bought it because bought it. you knew him? Yeah. And you wanted to buy it from him? Yep. There you go. Could have bought it from anywhere else. That's right. Yep. And uh, Good deal. I like it. You know, is it the best quality in the world? Yeah. But it's warm. It's warm. It supports a friend. I, I like the way it looks. Can't complain. Makes it a little easier to leave military bases. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, I'm with you guys. I'm with you. See, look at the camo. Look at the camo. Uh, getting oh, that's a, great. So, uh, but yeah, you know, the ability to work anywhere in the world is, you know, a more and more realistic thing happening. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it makes it easier for businesses also, you sure. know, being able to be mobile and get up and, you know, kind of go on, if you need to go on vacation and slash work at the same time. Sure. Maybe it's not so bad, you know, for some businesses where they can do it because it's so easy. Sure. You know, I, worldwide. Sure. I think a lot, you know, I don't, you know, I, I get it. There's some local-based businesses that have to be local to make their sales. But if you're especially like a boutique anywhere, if you do not have an online store up, you are losing. Losing. Because who knows how many pairs of clothes you could sell if you just have it open. Absolutely. You know, I don't even go to, I don't even go buy my clothes anymore from the, from the store. I just order it online. It's at my house. I know I get the same thing over and over and over again. And that's where the world is right now. I mean, that's just what, what it's at. You know, it's, uh, it's not going to change. It's, it's, yeah. it's easy. It's easy. I just feel really bad. I literally wake up in the morning. I'm very, I'm always a very happy person, but I think about it all the time and I'm like, 
because you hear these horror stories. Oh, my business is collapsing. You know, I can't stay in business for this. I can't. Yeah, stay but in you this. know something, it's been going on for a while. Obviously, at some point along the way, you gotta wake up and smell the coffee or the matcha. You sure. Know, and just know and see where it's going. Sure. You know, obviously, even the big box stores, right? Some of the ones like Toys R Us that closed and. Uh, you know, they seen it Toys coming. R Us was their own worst enemy. Yeah, I, that's yeah. a whole. Nother... Well, I guess that's my, kind of my point. You, you become your own worst enemy yeah. by not seeing what's going on in yep. the world. They hired Amazon to do all their to there do you, all their there you go. distributing. So it was inevitable that it was going to go out of business, right? You know, it's, it's just there's so many different things out there that you know. I I, tr- I feel bad for people, but at the same time, I'm like, I find it hard to believe that nobody's come to you and said, "Hey." By the way, you should probably get a website. By the way, if you offer a product that could be shipped, you should probably sell it. You know, I have, if you're not selling any, if if you put it up there for a year and you don't sell any pro, any product at all, okay, maybe you should pull it, or you should change your website to get more traffic. To own a company now to sell a product, you have to be part marketing company. Yes. So you have to really think of it that way. So if you think of it, okay, I'm going to sell this product. But you know, I want to make, I want to help it do better. Start your own marketing company. Sure. Think of it like that. Don't be a content consumer. Become a content creator. Yep. You know, so don't waste time doing this. Do more of this. Mm-hmm. You know, and just keep building it from there. It'll come around. But you, you just got to stick to it. Sure. You know, and just keep creating. I I was writing a blog last night um, on how SEO is not dead, but it's changing. Mm-hmm. So people, you know. You could always pay for Google AdWords, you know. And I tell everybody, start writing blogs. Blogs are not going anywhere. Free. And they're free. And they're from you. They're free, and people just do not understand the concept of it. And and you know, I'm not always right, but well, a lot of people think they just throw money at something that's going to fix it. No, never the case. You know, almost. I shouldn't say not never the case, but not always the case. Not always the case, exactly. Yeah. But um, in the right circumstances, yes. Sure. But not always. It, you know, it, it's you got to be so, so, so careful. And I had, you know, I had a meeting yesterday, and the business owner was, you know, oh, I spent money on writing blogs, and I got nothing out of it. Well, did you write really good blogs? Or were they just generic blogs that anybody could have banged out? Did they really give a, a breakdown of how different things work in your company? Did you address all of the biggest concerns? You know, I'm reading a book right now. They ask you answer. And it's all about the main platform I use, HubSpot. But, you know, what do people ask you? And address those questions in a blog. Because if somebody's asking you them, somebody else has probably got that same question. Why wouldn't you just address it? Even if you don't know how to do it, there's just so much information on YouTube. Consume it all and spit it back out. educate yourself. You know, you just got to get on there and educate yourself and... Learn how to blog, learn how to set up, you know, your titles, how to break it all down. Yep. Now, even if you're not a writer, then find someone that can do it for you. Sure. If you can't do it and it's just not you, then that's the person you got to find. Start yep. creating content. Capitalize on your... Uh, the free well, stuff. Well, capitalize on your free stuff, but capitalize on what you're good at and figure out what you're really not good at and, exactly. out and start getting somebody to work on it. Big time. You know, it's uh, times are changing. Yes. Times are changing. Bob, so, Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, dude's a legend. So so now I, I guess my, my next question would be for you is, you know, what is the future of Polyglide as far sure. as, you know, you could see? 
Well, I got to say, um, these last two years since being on the show has been tremendous. Um, reaching out a lot, um, obviously from the smallest type of ring setup sure. to the largest. Uh, we got, uh, we have one motion picture that was filmed last year for Disney. Mm-hmm. It's going to be released this fall. Sure. Um, it was filmed up in Vancouver, British Columbia, and they ordered 22,000 square feet of polyglide to recreate the North Pole. Oh my Anna, God. Anna Kendrick's the starring Lee role in it. It's in a film called Noel. Love her. She's going to play the first female Santa Claus. <laughs> John Goodman is the Santa Claus. Okay. Um, right. And then apparently Santa Claus, re- I don't know the whole gist of sure, exactly sure. how that When's the up. movie coming out? Uh, this fall. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Disney's going to have their own version of Netflix that they're launching. Uh-huh. So uh, obviously it'd be available in all the theaters and also on their version of Netflix. Interesting. Um, Wait, Disney's releasing their own version of Netflix? Yes. Oh my Christ almighty. Yes. So um, It's too much money in it. So they recreated the, the North Pole up in Vancouver. Um, that was a great experience working with the construction director. Sure. Uh, skating canals, lakes, a whole village with, with ice. Oh my God! Uh, With so, your eyes, obviously. Yeah, real excited to see that one. That was obviously our biggest of all uh, sales to date. How did he find you? Interesting enough, um, this is a fun, pretty funny story. Um, the spring after Shark Tank, I got a call. Not to go back too far. Sure. Another Cal- far as Cal- far, far Californian far. call. Uh-huh. Um, and the guy was like. Uh, I want some of your your ice, but, but we need it pretty quick. I said, "All right." Well, like, where is it going? You know, some, uh, Burbank, California. I said, "All right." When do you need it? Well, we need it in about four weeks. I said, "All right." How big do you want? They're like, oh, "I was like a twelve by twenty or something." It wasn't that big? Sure, something you got laying around. It was for a party. Sure. So then, uh, we were just finishing a run because we upgraded the material. You know, we had all this new infused plastic. It was performing great. You know. Sure. Uh, so uh, it was kind of tight deadline, and I wasn't sure to what extent we'd be able to make his date. So then he calls me back like two weeks later, and he's like, you know, what, when is it going to get here? And I said, well, it's going to be the following week, you know, because we just finished the run, and sure. we were just, you know, building up inventory. He's like, oh, that's kind of kind of tight. I says, well, I said, well, and he was getting nervous. I said, well, what's going on? He goes, um, you know, this is for Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, Justin Bieber is a big hockey player. You know, he grew up playing hockey. Sure, sure. And, I guess uh, at a high I think level. He was from Canada, actually. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, and, and he was having a birthday party in March. So uh, I said, "All right, we'll get it out there. Why didn't you tell me? I would have pulled whatever strings I could possibly get it there in time. Yeah, at yeah. the time, I think he was touring in um, Australia. So the ice got there. I flew out there to try to help the guy get the thing all set up. Sure. And uh, long story short. 12 by 20 is not that big of a It was there. small. It, yeah. It's a small, more of a shooting gallery kind sure. of setup. You sure. know, uh, they had a lot going on. So um, when I was there helping one of the the managers set everything up, um, I was on my way. I think I was going to Home Depot or something, some materials. Sure. And then I got a call from a producer in California. I'm in California, and I'm getting a call from a producer in California. I said, what's going on with California? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm the California kid, so I'm out there. And he goes, listen, this is so-and-so from, you know, I didn't say Disney. He said the name of the production company. And he goes, we're interested in, you know, setting up some ice for a film we're going to be working on, this, that, and the other thing. So I gave him all my information. I kind of went over the ideas with him. 
and left it at that. And I came back to New York and then roughly about two or three months later, he calls me back. He said, listen, we're moving forward. We want to see some samples of your ice. Send it on out. So I sent them out some decent sized samples to check out. And they had professional figure skaters skate on it. And they had maybe three or four other companies with their ice that they sent out. And probably about a week later, he calls me back and says, listen, the skaters skated on all the samples. We didn't tell them what was what. Uh But they says, yours looks the most like ice and skates the most like ice. So we're going to move forward with the contract. And I was like, oh. Cool. Pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best trade deal yeah. ever. There you go. So obviously that's a big deal for this sure. year. That you know we're looking forward to that to that in the fall. Um, we've been doing a lot of training facilities, hockey training facilities. Sure. It's huge. Um, you know, but here's the thing. You know, um, sports in general uh, across the board, football, baseball. Um, you know, uh, just it, th- these are sports that you can practice at home. Mm-hmm. You know, you, obviously baseball, bat in a glove. You run to the the ballpark and you can just sure. throw the ball yeah, around yeah. and play a game. I think one of the biggest things in figure skating too is the biggest problem is that you have to go to the rink to play the sport. Sure. You know, it's like every other sport you can excel. Think of how many more Wayne Gretzky's they might be. I mean, Wayne Gretzky, you know, there's only one Wayne Gretzky, but sure. of how many different talented players that were out there that might've been introduced to the sport of ice hockey had the opportunity, had the opportunity, you know, so they sure. can train at home, you know, and obviously anywhere in the South, that's been a zero opportunity. Sure. When I grew up way back in the dinosaur age in the seventies, <laughs> you know, if you looked through any NHL media guide, uh-huh. you know, all the birthplaces were Canada, you know, sure. you, you had to come from Canada with the exception of, you know, you know, late seventies, American players, the, the sure. Mullen brothers and stuff like that for the range, you know, but, you know, that was pretty much it because it was all the you know, it was a geographical ice. sport. Sure. You know, so um, this breaks down that barrier. Natural ice is natural ice. Nothing mm. changes that. Sure. But if you can, you know, cut the delta between the two and make it a little bit close where you can do all the same maneuvers as you can on natural ice to make you stronger skater, even if it's 10% more friction, uh, that's going to transcend onto the real ice. Sure. So now anybody, if you can bring the price down to a reasonable cost, I mean, it's funny. Some people say, you know, it's it's kind of expensive. I says, well, you're buying a pair of skates for over $500. You know, you're buying a stick for 200 and change. Sure. What are you going to do without the ice? Sure. Sure. <laughs> ice is kind of expensive too. It's expensive. You just pay for a little section of time on it. Right. But they have no problem going to a camp and spending $1,000. Yeah, uh, you know, but think about That's it. Crazy. The average garage is twelve by twenty, right? One sure. one car garage. Sure. You know, and you know, you take that camp money, and you lay it into a couple of panels and plop it in your garage. You know, and, and you can if you put a tarp down, you can drive over it. It's very sure. durable. Um, it makes that figure skater or ice hockey player, or the future figure skater and the future ice hockey player, a place just to work on their edges. So when they get to the rink, you know, they're that much better. Um, even for a little little kid learning how to skate or an older person. I mean, I, I got some customers that are retired or, or are reintroducing skating back into their life because, sure. you know, they skated. They made a, made one, I had one woman, she was maybe 60 years old. She goes, this is great. She goes, I haven't been to the rink in years. I just, got a patio. Here's a waiver. Just do me a favor and sign that, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have any hip protection. But as long as you have HIP, you're okay. <laughs> But um, it's really cool, you know, because when, when I get calls like that, it's enlightening, you know. It's sure. like, wow, you're opening doors. And and another thing is that makes me, gives me some gratitude is like sled hockey. You know, like people don't realize it's difficult 
for sled hockey players to get from, you know, the bench onto the ice. There's different things like that. And we're selling, you know, ice to sled hockey players. Sure. Um, and even like the veterans, you mm-hmm. know, with distress and stuff like that sure. coming back, opening up different things. And sure. There's so many different rewarding outlets. So now by able to take the ice anywhere we can. Sure. There's so many more opportunities. Sure. I mean, just I'm just thinking about it right now in my head. You know, if you bought this ice and you put it in your garage, let's just say you bought enough to fill a garage space. So it's a decent size little you know area that's almost about the size of this room. So because this room is 11 yeah, and a exactly. half by 20, pretty much exactly. 21 and a half or something yeah. like that. So, you know, every time you go on there, let's just say you get 1% better, which 1% doesn't sound like a lot. But how much more inclined are you going to be to go turn on a speaker and go in your garage and just practice simple ice maneuvers that you no longer need to go practice next time you get on the ice? Because they're already done. You've already practiced them. Listen, everybody wants to be a champion. Everybody wants to be the best, right? Sure. And they, they see hockey. Well, that's cool. You know, wake, watch a guy like Sidney Crosby, you know, or uh, uh, McDavid get sure. out there and make those crazy moves. Where, you know, how many square feet is that move being made on? You know, when he approaches the net on a shootout, it's maybe the last 200 square feet. Sure. You know, and that's the whole repetition. You could practice that in a small area. You don't need, you know, 17,000 square feet of regulation ice. Sure. To practice that move, sure. you know, so, sure. and even with USA Hockey, you know, they, it's all about cross ice now. Cross ice is basically like my players or square players don't need the full rink. They go from side to side. They could break the rink down into three rinks or four Oh, rinks. wow. So it's more small games. Sure. Um, what's great about small games is it's repetition. So in other words, instead of, you know, skating, la, 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 across the ice, the full rink to the ice, you go cross ice. Or, and what I'm getting at is, you know, at home, you can train on those skills, your inside edges, your outside edges, inside a small space, like a 12 by 20 Sure. for a young squirt. Or, you sure, know, yeah, you don't player. need to do Mach 5 across the ice no. to get the experience. The experience could easily be done in three cones. You know, one, two, three, pivot, turn, shoot. Yep, yeah. you know. It's it's you know and it's funny you're saying this because I'm just thinking about it too like that's believe it or not it's probably it's pretty much all the room you need for like most sports you know lacrosse okay you need a little more on the vertical but that's it's not going to cost you anything and the you basketball know, key right yeah you know yeah ba- yeah ba- basketball you know as long you got a three point line that's all you need that's, that's really it. not that much space you don't need to have a full court to practice and get good. You know, maybe a friend to practice and defend you might not be the worst idea in the world, but small core training. Yeah, you know, small core training, and you know, I think where what really separates the best from the worst in a lot of things is those really finite small area maneuvers. Whether it's, you know, we'll use basketball. You know, whether it's picking a player and, and getting him around them. You're not using the whole court for that. You know, if it's shooting on a goal and just getting used to having your skates on while shooting and getting the hip movements in or whatever it is, it, you don't need that huge area. It's muscle memory. So it's just muscle memory. Repeat, yep. do it again, repeat, do it again, sure. repeat until you you go to the rink, you got it. You know? you know, By the time you get to the rink, you make that move and you smoke that goalie. Uh-huh. Even, yeah. sp- even sprinting, I'm just thinking about the most important part about sprinting, everybody can sprint, and you could train all day for that, but it's the takeoff. It's that moment when the bell go, the gun gets Blast shot off. or whatever it is, and it's you could easily do that in a garage. You know, I'm not saying is that the ideal situation, but that is the most important part of that sport to get good at. And you will get good at it if you just keep doing it. Yep. You know, and just explode, explode, it's, explode. Yeah. Like you just said, just the takeoff, and then three steps. Sure. 
you know, and you just repeat it again. Yep. Just getting, you know. Pole vaulting, right? It's all. I feel like that's one of the ones where I'd really <laughs> want to go to a track. Mainly because <laughs> I'd feel really bad falling on concrete. But I'm sure the takeoff and the you know the landing sure. is you know sure. it, it all explodes into it's that, that one it's spot. It's that 20 yard run beforehand holding it. But everything's in the last. Well, obviously you can't punch through your garage. Yeah, you got to be a little careful. <laughs> Maybe there are some exceptions to the rule. But I guarantee you, pole vaulted trainers can do a lot in a small space. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's a leap. Yep. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild how much happens in a small. You'll think about it. I have this giant office. You know, yeah, I have a bar and I have a fridge and, you know, Yeti's in a couch now. Folks, it's immense. This thing goes back for miles. This place is huge. <laughs> the uh, Actually, I was in it somebody's. It is pretty nice. It is very comfortable. I appreciate that. Yeah, did a good job. Uh, I, I was in my buddy's studio yesterday and I walked in and I'm like, oh, God, I need a couple million dollars. I, uh, it's gorgeous. But, you know, it's like out of this entire office, you know. Yeah, I'll hang out here at, a, at the podcast table, but like 90% of my work is done on that computer, in that chair, in that exact same spot all day long. There you go. You know, you don't need to have all the space for most You're down things. to five square feet. Eh, maybe a little bit bigger. <laughs> but I honestly, you don't need that much space for a lot of things. You don't. You don't. You, you know, and people think you need that. You know, yeah, is it cool to have a thousand, you know, 10,000 square feet facility? And if you notice, uh, not to divert back to sure. the pitch with Shark Tank, but- sure. There was that one question where they're like, oh, 30 by 60 court. You know, I was like, you don't need a space that big. Sure. It's just small. Sure. You know, and I'd love to sell you 1,800 square feet of synthetic ice, but you don't need it. Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. Look, if you got it like that and you want to take up, yeah, lay it down over the course yeah. of a, a tennis court or a basketball court and, you know, an outdoor one, lay it on top, cool. But not for training. You don't have to have but it just for training. You don't have to. Right. You know, it's a, at that point, it's not to get better. It's a luxury. Yes. You know, you're not, you don't need that gigantic area to do what? To go as fast as you can to stop? You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the least important aspect of the game. Uh, you know, stick handling on ice that feels like it and getting used to, you know, maneuvering. and get, Maybe, you know, this sounds so, simp- so stupid because I don't skate all that often, but just simply getting up after falling down is probably a major part of that sport. No joke. The more time you spend on your feet, obviously, is better ice time. So you can practice getting up on it. Yes. You know, it, there's so many different. You there's know, places for benders too. What, what do you mean benders? People that can't skate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and honestly, that's you know, I wouldn't even be opposed to it because I would feel yeah. I don't know why I do that. Why do I do that? My it's so uncomfortable. I don't know what happened, but somewhere between 10 years old and 26 years old, I went a couple of years ago, and I was so uncomfortable. Well, we're going to fix that. All right. All right. We're How gonna, does that happen? Why does pl- that happen? We're going to plasticize the front end of the office, and we'll work on that. John doesn't need an office. We'll kick him no, out. No, we'll kick him out. Um, but yeah, my feet go like that. I don't know why. Why does that happen? Do uh, you know? I don't know what you were wearing, but... Uh, rental skates. It's probably yeah, starting off on the Old leather rental skates, yeah. Yeah. yeah Super you know. uncomfortable. Yes. Super, super uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Figure right. skating's not in your future. No, definitely no. not. No. Definitely. Look, I'm just trying to. Cut. I used to be somewhat good. All right. Like, I could kind of skate backwards a little bit. I could go really fast. I could slam into things really well. Uh, Never, you know, I never got into hockey. Uh, I'm Maybe we could glad. take a vote from your podcast listeners if they'd like to see you <laughs> attempting this. I'm I bet not- you that would generate a lot of interest. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed. I don't know. I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, that would be quite comical. I'll tune in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go live stream and everybody yeah. can just watch me. The camo glide. Look like an idiot. Yeah, look like an idiot for a little while. Oh, Christ almighty. That would be quite funny, though. As long as you can stop. That's the main thing. Look, i got to stop eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it might not feel good. I can't tell you how many times I've taken out little kids skating in the at the rinks or, you know, you know, which wall am I going to slam into because I can't stop. I, that was one of my struggles was figuring out how to stop. One thing you will have will be momentum. Oh, yeah. I have a yes. lot of momentum. Always had. Yeah. It's, yeah. Always had. Not somebody you want to get in front of when I'm. It's on your side. Yeah. 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 You know, if likewise, it's, if it's to get hit by a Honda Civic <laughs> or a Mack truck, I'll definitely take the Mac, the Civic all day long. Cause the Mack truck is not gonna, not gonna be pleasant. That's right. Um, we Fair. just crushed an hour and twenty five minutes, my friend. Like that, it goes in a snap. It goes almost as fast as laying down synthetic ice. Oh my god. I had to plug it. So no, uh, please, please. Uh, so how do Excuse people find me. you? How do, how do they find out about you? Uh, just uh, sign on to polyglideice.com. Sure. Um, on there, we have a breakdown of all our ring packages. Another thing we really didn't touch on, but we have, uh, curling courts. So Fire know, it up. It's all good. We can go a little longer. Um, last year, uh, it seems like every four years when the Olympics are on, the Winter Olympics, curling becomes a big thing. Great to watch. I love curling. Sport. I think it's the most interesting sport ever. You know, with the sweeping and all that. You don't have to do sweeping with synthetic ice. Sure. But... Um, what is the sweeping factor? What does that even do? Basically, you're putting friction on the surface, so okay. you can kind of help guide the stone in okay. one direction or another. Uh, okay, and as I you guess. turn the handle of the stone, you can get it to curl to the right or to the left. So Interesting. it's fancy shuffleboard, you know, for people that like to bowl and play shuffleboard. Play shuffleboard. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I can't. I don't know. We must have wound up on a website somewhere, you know, uh, for, yeah, for, the yeah. bar, for the bar association. Sure. Because we just. Did uh, so many different rooftop bars and restaurants sure. uh, throughout the Midwest and in, in the Northeast here, and I, there was one one place in the Windy City that we set up set up a bar uh, that they said they did six times the business just because they had the curling courts on the rooftop bar, whereas they would have a skeleton crew the year before not even working. So sure. it's been great for those businesses, and I'm happy to hear that. What you know, a crazy and, and cool idea! And, yeah, it's been it's been really good. So. Um, that's taken off also along with the synthetic ice. Sure, items. sure. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So at polyglideice.com, um, available on Amazon, we have what we call our starter kits, which are the small boxable kits that have free shipping. Uh, sure. We get 32 square feet to a box, roughly about, you know, a little bit more, about the same cost as a private lesson at the rink. Sure. It's about two eighty nine ninety five for a box of ice. And then from there, you can just build on it if you want. But you got it forever. But you got it forever and it ain't going to melt. That would suck. Uh, rice toll mill. Uh, that's important. That's important, yes. So, all right, Jim, thanks so much for hanging out with me. You're welcome. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate it, man. You got it. All right, bud. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. As always, I appreciate the heck out of you guys. If you guys made it this far and you really like the show, patreon.com forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. Go check it out. It helps support the show. It really does. And it means the world to me. It honestly, uh, I'm not just saying this because there's a monetary gain. It just shows that there's so many, there's people out there that care so much about supporting me. And, you know, honestly, what's a dollar a month uh, or, or even $10 a month? Netflix costs more money than that. And... You're going to watch different things, and I don't take down my shows like Netflix does. Not a bash on Netflix, but just saying they take down all the good things. Um, 
as always, brutallyhonestpodcast.com. Go check it out. Instagram, Facebook, forward slash brutallyhonestpodcast. Twitter. I don't even use Twitter. I don't even know why I plug Twitter. I'm sorry about that. Um, my personal stuff, Harrison underscore Baron. Go out, go on there. Check it out. Would really appreciate it. Uh, you can constantly see what I'm doing in my business, what I'm doing in the podcast, all that kind of stuff. And my sponsors today, Elise Margolin, .zenfilio.com. If you're looking for a headshot, you're looking some, for some really good photography, if, you're lo- if you have a business, a group of people, an event, she is the person to go to. She takes amazing photos. She's an award-winning photographer. You can go on her website. You'll see all the amazing things that she's done. She's back from Florida now, so you're going to have a whole slew of new things going up on her social media as well. Go check her out, elisemargolan.zenfolio.com. And last but not least, agiledragonconsulting.com. Go check it out. If you are a business owner and you are looking to use Agile or you're looking to make your data better, you need to stop and visit agiledragonconsulting.com. It's it's simple. We as humans, I burn myself, I get the data that that's hot. I don't burn myself again. Sometimes I make a mistake. Same thing. You have this data, you're going to you already acquired it. Make an educated decision with it. That might sound ridiculous, but honestly, businesses get so much data between websites and traffic and email marketing and all these different things data that the company already has why not put it to good use it's that simple agiledragonconsulting.com they are your people to go help you out guys i really really do appreciate your support we're over 100 episodes in i ain't stopping anytime soon taking this thing to the moon i say that all the time actually i don't say that all the time but i'm not stopping anytime soon i do say that all the time and uh honestly without you guys supporting me and and consistently downloading. You guys are consistently downloading, which still surprises me because I, honest to God, thought nobody would ever download the show. I really do appreciate it. It means the absolute world to me. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.